new money, new ambitions. Huh. Oh God. Yeah. Hey, I hop out of bed and read my daily bread. Good morning, baby. I told her Kush with breakfast when I'm making it. On a whole crown. My life feel like snow falling on Franklin. I know you see. Deposits only. I just left the bank again. Straight up. Let her suck it when she wanna taste again. I let her fuck me holding the camera wide. Table friend. Got my Bible in that pistol on the dresser. What else? Got my foot back in ain't no way I'm gon' let up. Bought thousand dollar shoes just to go to church in. I spent forty thousand on my latest purchase. It's hard to see that hate through the Maybach curtains. Ain't no man on earth I would ever worship. Had to keep it in the streets, I couldn't go commercial. Walk in with me while I'm performing, promo they won't search you. I got some homies follow me, and if I say it, they hurt you. You can't help but to notice I'm popping. Been in my bag, self checkout like I'm grocery shopping. Imagine Monday with them hoes, they know that I got it. Shit. Welcome, 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 everybody, back again for another week of just me again. Uh, shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all for actually coming in, and hopefully enjoying another episode of the young black and bother podcast just featuring me again for another week um i'm going to try to do this a little bit more often so hopefully y'all do enjoy this um y'all just probably listen to rich homie kwan's daily bread i actually fuck with that i fuck with that song a long way you don't have to it's all right that's my shit but um what happened to my man i don't know what happened to rich homie kwan it feels like he had a couple joints he had a couple summers i want to say he had like two or three summers with like hits and then the Rich Gang album did and didn't come out, and Young Thug just like surpassed them. I don't know what happened, but hey, um, shout out to Rich Homie Quan, man. We're we gonna get it in tonight, though. Um, at the time of recording, it is 10 o'clock on a Tuesday. Um, I got a lot of shit to say, I got a full docket of things I want to discuss. Um, but let's start with obviously how the weekend went. So, weekend started as usual. I told y'all I had the COVID test, so I went and got the COVID test. And I was out cold for roughly 48 hours. Um, the shot itself didn't hurt. I didn't feel a thing. But the moment that I got home and I could actually lay down and relax for like 20 minutes, shit just started to go left. Like my body kind of like shut itself down, kind of like how you reboot a computer, if you want to call it that. My arm didn't tingle, didn't hurt at all until the next morning when I woke up. When I woke up, my arm just like it felt stiff like I was just carrying weights on my shoulder the entire day um I could barely like co like coherently think I couldn't really remember stuff and I was like oh like I've never had a shot make me not remember shit and that one definitely did it um I've been wearing this thing called the whoop band which I'll talk about in this week in tech and it was even telling me like yo you're not getting enough sleep and I was like but I done slept for a fucking day and a half for the most part because my body was feeling like shit. So, you know, I'm hoping that now that I am vaccinated, like things for me, hopefully get back to normal, back to normal, meaning like the new normal. Um, but I'm already seeing like leaps and hurdles that I have to get through. Um, starting with work, with work, I, I get this call again about returning to the office and the reason why I cannot return into the office and why I don't want to return to the office. And in my humble opinion, the reason why I don't want to return into the office is because y'all ain't asking nobody else but our team. And it's starting to frustrate me because I understand a job is a job and you're there to do the job. But the thing is, I've been here doing the same shit for X amount of months, X amount of days, X amount of hours. And I've been doing two, maybe three times more 
than I would be doing in said office. Um, but there are certain jobs, certain companies, certain bosses, certain people of leadership at said companies that are kind of like, you know, the contrarian to everything. The entire world is saying, you know what? It's okay to work from home. It is 2021. We have new technology. We have new processes that will let us do things easier, more efficiently. And then you have the person who's kind of like stuck in their ways. Who's like, you know what? We like the old shit. We like doing things slowly and with more errors because having everything touch everybody else's hands just works that way. And my job is one of those jobs where it's like, you're, you're not, if you're not seen, people don't think you're there. And if you're not there, then you must not be doing anything. And at work from home, if you want to call it that, for working from home, they have like SharePoint where they can actually see that you're actually progressively doing work. They can message you with WebEx teams. They send a whole bunch of like random ass emails and they still want to have camaraderie. They want to do like best pictures of dogs and best family photos. I'm like, oh, like this is something that we didn't get before when we were working in the office. Like the culture and the morale of your employers actually, I'm sorry, of your employees actually helps being at home. So for me personally, my little department at, you know, my job, they have insisted that our team, not the entire office, our team go back into the office. When I've asked, they're like, oh, well, you know, we're, we're running out of stuff to do at home. I was like, we're not running out of stuff to do. You're just trying to get too much done too soon. They're trying to push a month's worth of work in a week. And when they do that shit, it's like, you know what? Like, you don't necessarily have to do this. So my question is, when we get into the office um, and we're doing the same shit and we're doing it faster, do we get to leave earlier? Do we get to have these half-day schedules like we did in high school? Where it's like, you know what? I don't finish the shit. It's noon. Um, I- I'm going to be on my way. That's the good thing about working from home. Working from home, you don't have to worry about your boss micromanaging. You don't have to worry about, hey, um, I have this project to do and I have to get it done by 530 in order to hit the beltway in order to get home at a decent hour. You can say, you know what? I'm already home. Let me go and finish this work that would have taken me four hours. But you know what I'm missing? Bullshit ass meetings, coffee breaks, um, small talk, people coming to you asking dumbass questions. None of this shit has happened in the past year. And the morale for at least my company has been great. And I, I just don't understand the, the need for going into the office. Now, does this mean I probably need to get a job that will let me work remote? Absolutely. Do I want another job? Probably not. The reason why is security. Got a baby, need health insurance, shit like that. Me, I'm comfortable at my job. I enjoy my job. The people, I even enjoy them too a little bit. But when it comes to overall work, I'm like, like, I can do this shit from wherever. I've proven I can do it on a beach. I can do it on my couch. I can do it laying in my bed. I don't have to be at a structured setting um, that's an open concept platform in order to do the work for eight hours. Because truth be told, the eight hours that you were spending in the office, you're getting paid for the eight hours, but you're only doing three, maybe four hours of work. Now, does that mean you need to take a pay cut? No. Why? Because you're doing the work that you're required to do. You're doing the work that you were hired to do. But some places just, they, they really don't get that. And I really hope that they figure it out soon because it's got me at a point and at the odds of, oh, am, I, am I not getting this right? Am I not like telling them that I don't want to go in without like sounding like, no, fuck that. I'm being at home. So if y'all got any suggestions for me to like try to tell the boss, like, yo, like, <laughs> why? Because that's where I'm at right now. I'm pretty much at the point where it's like, why do you keep asking? Why do you keep wanting us to come in? Do you just like coming into work? And that's something a lot of people need to go ahead and answer for themselves. Like, 
Are you just at the point where you're over this pandemic where you would you rather just be back in the office? But the question is, do you want to be in the office full time or do you want to be in the office on a rotational schedule? Now, rotational, I'm all for, but I'm I'm not for the bait and switch. I've already been bait and switched maybe once or twice where they're like, oh, well, it will be two days a week. And then it went from two days a week to three days a week. Now it's like well, one week in, one week out. It's like or I could just work from fucking home like I've been doing. What is the point? Because everything you're saying is like contrary to what the fuck you just said the last phone call. One week is, oh, no, well, you know, there's not enough work. But then the next week is like, well, how about for one week you stay at home and then the next week you come into the office? No, just absolutely fucking not. Like, throw it in the tub, man. That, that shit is bullshit. Like, no. Moving right along, though, um, when it comes to my weekend, after I took the shot, I rested, like I said, and then I spent time with the wife and the baby. Um, I have to commend my wife, though. Um, shout out to my lady. What surprises me is the fact that she allows me to not only do this podcast, Regardless of what day I do it, um, she also is a great mother. Um, it doesn't take Mother's Day to know that. It doesn't take her birthday or any other special holiday. I just want to shout her out because I don't give her her flowers enough. And it seems like there are a lot of other women in the world as well to do the same thing. Kudos to y'all. But mine specifically, like, I just appreciate her. Sometimes I'll wake up and, like, the baby's already taken care of. And she does this every day. So it's like, okay, for us to not have kids and her, have, you know, never being a mother before. And, I mean, yes, you have a mom. But being a parent is something different. So the fact that not only did she catch on to it, she's excelled at it. She deserves all the flowers. And it just it makes me happy knowing that the woman I married, the woman that chose me, um, not only excels at making sure that I'm the man that I am, but our kid will be the, the kid that we deserve and the kid that deserves us. So that was just, you know, a big thing for me. Straight up. This week in text, um, well, text. Um, I talked earlier about the Whoop fitness tracker. So if you're not familiar with fitness trackers, you might know about like the Apple Watch, how it monitors your steps, your like your calories, your stand hours and things like that. This Whoop fitness tracker that I've been using for about like, I say two to three weeks now, um, it's up there in things that I would like to use and use often to the point where I have my Apple Watch on my left hand and I have the Whoop fitness tracker on my right. Um, if you aren't a fan of Apple watches or you're an Android person, I'm going to tell you now, um, fuck the Fitbit. I want y'all to go and get this whoop. Like I've never been more happy with not only just a product, but like a brand, um, this whoop thing, I need to actually go and look at like the actual like quotes for it, but it comes with a companion app. It's a fitness tracker that you put on your wrist and it monitors your heart rate as well as other like attributes of your body 24-7. So from the time you wake up in the morning to the, even while you're asleep, it tracks all this shit. It tracks, for me, for example, my sleep. I didn't know how bad I slept until I wore this watch. Now, I've used the Withings uh, sleep thing that you put under your bed, and it says, hey, you've been asleep for this long. What it doesn't like take into account is your heart rate and how like you are disturbed, um, and certain things. The Whoop does this shit fantastically. And I know I've said a lot of curse words. Please, you know, forgive me. I'm so excited about it. So they do things like strain, sleep debt, baselines, and recent naps. So for example, it told me for today, I need a total amount of eight hours and 16 minutes of sleep in order to be restored. Um, I've had roughly 15 minutes of strain because I didn't go and work out today. Today was kind of like skip day. But they use something called daily strain, which is basically your cardiovascular exertion if it's high or low. 
So if you go on a run, if you're going to walk, you lift weights, your day strain actually goes up the more that you work out. Naturally, that means that you need to recover. This tells you that you need to recover and it tells you for how long you need to recover in order to feel as though you are fulfilled. Think of your body like your iPhone's like, what do you want to call it? Like, like your iPhone's phone battery. If your phone battery is at 60%, yes, it's going to get you for a while. It's going to make sure that you can get those messages and get all the things that you are like enriching for your, your daily activities. But once that shit hits like 20%, you start panicking. So your body does the same thing. With the whoop, it pretty much tells you, hey, your body has gone through a lot of stress. It needs to recover. How about going to bed at said time? If you go to bed between here and here, this is when your body will be refreshed. Now, somebody be like, oh, my Fitbit does that or my Apple Watch does it. It doesn't. Um, the reason why it doesn't is a lot of those fitness bands, a lot of those fitness trackers, they do not require you to have one tw- the thing on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But on top of it, it doesn't have the battery life. Me, for example... My Apple Watch, I have to wear it every day, but I have to charge it every day because the battery life is abysmal. But with the Whoop, I can put it on and it will last five days. It's inconspicuous. It doesn't have a screen on it. So I'm constantly checking for messages and stuff like that. I just wear it. I think of it as like a gold bracelet or something like that that you would wear. It's really nice looking. It's inconspicuous. It looks decent. Um, it has a strap that you can wear or you can wear the armband if you want to wear it to the gym. You can wear it as a chest strap if you want to wear it to the gym. Me, since I wear it 24 hours a day, including in my sleep, it just overall works. It calculates my recovery. Um, it tells me my HRVs, my RHRs, which is like beats per minute, typical ranges and things like that. And an overview of my day. Here's where it gets good. Um, my Apple Watch, as of the time we're talking, it told me that I have burnt 562 calories. I've stood for 14 hours and I've exercised for 15 minutes. Now, the Whoop is telling me that I have burnt 1,646 calories since midnight of yesterday. And the reason why is not only does it count your sleeping calories, which Apple doesn't, because Apple considers active calories and resting calories. This calculates total calories which to me it's more modest and it makes me think oh my god like that's what my body is doing on its own so what can I do to actually help that so when I go into apps like my fitness pal or life sum or something like that I know for a fact that my body is naturally burnt 1600 calories but what can I do to do more that way I can hit that calorie deficit that in turn helps me lose weight if you are looking into losing weight, if you're looking into being a little bit healthier and you don't want to just constantly have like your Apple Watch pinging you because you got a text message or something from Instagram or some shit like that, I would definitely get the Whoop Band. Um, I've only been using it for about three weeks, but I intend on using it for the long future. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a break really quick and then we will come back with even more stuff. So this song is called Ray Rizzy. I'm sorry. Off the Dribble by Ray Rizzy. It's one of one of those. Look, why you can sing it again? Yeah. Fucks in the pictures where the smoke light. If the count right, we flying out tonight. Dookie's on and they off white. Bandana by loud life, come and get a slice. Throw an Esther scoop on it, no middleman. Havana Joe stories, long little brick man. 
Zip locking past the digi, time to get busy Betty come back like a frisbee, got him in the frenzy All I ever wanted was a bankroll I-pass on me, flying through all the toes DM Savage, running through all the holes Then curve him, then swerve through the potholes Lord knows if I come back with this load A lot of sick faces gonna face the mold Sorry baby, treat your face like a commode I'm the shit, I'm the one you get pissed on uh, Miami Tay, out of AZ Sunday fun day, 42 shots, me and Mikey Ballin' like Jeffrey, underpaid like Scotty P I turn off your lights, Teddy P A player hater you would never be We be where they never be The closest thing you gon' get to this show is IG Took a smoke break, had to let the sample build Just got the blueprint, how to run up a meal I was a baby serving babies, had that infamil Ray with the baby face, I got that whip appeal You boys tell Rowdy, y'all doing too much Cookies ain't make that bad, y'all smoking that hot Hey bitch, yeah you bitch The one that's sitting at your mama house Sleeping on his twin size mattress and shit Eating cornflakes, having heartaches bitch Me and my team over here eating lobster and steaks bitch When you know better, you do better I'm still posing to get chosen around this motherfucker Smashing like night to be that re-indicted bitch My game stand tall as tomorrow You need to come on home bitch and see about it man And when you know better, you do better bitch I got something up for you bitch Quit feeling sorry for yourself You know what I'm talking about going back and forth with your baby daddy bitch And come get you a double dose of it You know what I'm talking about Church, see about your funky dog head bitch. That was Ray Rizzi's Off the Dribble. Um, never heard of this artist before, but boy, um, I, I just felt a little vibe from that. Um, again, you know, I don't do dope notes for these solos, I just play my shit. If you like it, you like it. Um, obviously, to be in the show notes and things like that. Um, let's get into some shit um I, I usually do news at this point but i wanted to talk about battle rap um when it comes to battle rap i'm i won't say the biggest fan um i actually got really familiar with battle rap in the past like maybe like four or five years i've watched it here and there i do have my favorites i do have people i don't like and i have people that i've grown to respect because i actually enjoy their craft now i just may have not been there like for example geechee Gotti. i a couple years ago i said something i was like yo like i don't want to hear about the struggle like and the gangster shit just ev- like every fucking bar like every battle for him and the more i've heard him rap the more that not only him stressing the stories and living his life i appreciate but just like he just seemed like a humble dude man like yeah all the guns and that shit i hear it but him as a person man, it, it makes me appreciate Gichi Gotti. um i won't say he's like my top tier favorite or something like that but he's definitely one of those guys where it's like when he speaks i listen i listen to his podcast i listen to him talk and in interviews and stuff like that i'm like oh that guy he he has it like he's going to cross over into something much bigger than battle rap um but when it comes to battle rap url super fight was this week well i'm sorry this past saturday and um my predictions were a little bit accurate but no so we had four battles one battle got canceled because it's url you know for a fact when url does an event one battle is guaranteed to get canceled and the reason why is because 
who knows? I guess Smack and Beasley, they just decide, you know what? What we're going to do is we're going to have all these battles, but there's going to be that one couple. It's like that one toss up. It's like, you know what? They said they want to battle. They agreed to battle, but they, they just might just not fuck with it this week. And honestly, it was a Danny Myers battle and he battled every other week, but it wasn't even his fault. And I respect to him. But for me, the four battles, they it was mid. Uh, it, it wasn't the best. Um, here are my predictions. So there were four battles. There was Dot versus Squeako, which was a replacement for the Danny Myers battle. JC versus Nun Nun. We had Bill Collector versus Big T. You know, Big Tuna, Big T, Big Terrence, if you want to call him that. And then you had Geechee versus Math Hoffa. Now, um, my predictions going in, I wrote them down. I had Geechee winning 2-1, Big T winning 2-1. I had JC winning 3-0 against None None, and I had Dot winning 2-1. Now, here's the thing. I was right. <laughs> I've never been this right. I think I need to go and get like, you know, a like an award for this shit because Dot, I originally wanted Squeako, but I had never really ever watched a battle with Squeako. I've seen some stuff on YouTube, but it's like, no, nah, like I, I wasn't feeling them. I knew of Dot. I've seen battles with Dot and like people talk about Dot like he's like the next coming. Like he he's not even next up. He's up. So I was like, you know what? Let me just go and do a wild card with Dot being 2-0. I'm sorry, 2-1. Dot, I would possibly give him a 30 like against Squeako. Squeako, he messed up for at least two rounds, uh, second and third. And Dot, if he lost a round, it would be the first round. But Dot came with some, my lord. So Dot won 2-1. JC versus Nun Nun. Here's what messed me up. I heard the name Nun Nun, and I was thinking of somebody completely different. Um, Nun Nun is like a white battle rapper. Like he's like the Mike P, but he's not Mike P yet. He's like if Julian Edelman battle rap, that would be Nun Nun. And he was going against JC. Now I usually don't go against JC, but I also I, I don't ever give JC three O's. Um, Nun Nun, he didn't get thirty. It's just all subjective, or what they say, you know, debatable in battle rap. So. I gave him 3-0 in the early predictions. JC still won, but it was 2-1 at the end of it. The next battle, um, this one hurts. Bill Collector versus Big T. Now, I said 2-1 Big T. Unfortunately, um, I went against myself at the last minute and I said, Bill Collector, he's the truth. We're going to go and I'm going to give Bill Collector 2-1. You know, Big T cleaned his ass up. Um, in the worst of ways, um, this wasn't a 30, but honestly, th this was more like a 40 because bill collector, like bill collector for getting his rhymes. That's like, you got one job, bro. You got one job is to do your fucking job, which is battle rap. What, what is wrong with you niggas? Like, come on, man. Like fucking, what are you doing? So bill collector goes in and he, he's stumbling and fumbling and, and tumbling and just like, bro, you, you recite this shit to yourself. And I get it. It's hard to remember three rhymes. I'm sorry, like three rounds of three minute battles. Like you got to remember like nine minutes of material just in your head. So that takes a lot of skill. Bill Collector just couldn't get it done. And Big T cleaned his ass up. Um, shout out to Big T for his first real big battle back, man. It, it just felt good. And then Big T's going through a weight loss journey and he lost like a hundred and something pounds. He, he looking good, man. He's looking sensational. Man. I just hope he keeps it up and takes care of himself because we only got one life here. And I'm hoping that, you know, we get everybody battle rap wise or just anybody in general, like long, healthy lives. And Big T, he deserves it, man. He he's talked about bad when it comes to like battle rap, like, you know, and just health and overall. But lately he's been on the shit. So I appreciate him. Finally. Geechee versus Math Hoffa. I'm going to just say this straight out. 
Surf, you were right. Surf said, <laughs> Surf said something of the magnitude where Math Hoffer was going to come back to battle rap on Smack, I'm sorry, on URL, and take his first round and just talk about everything else but what he was supposed to be doing, which is the battle against Geechee. And Math was just talking, he was just, he's pulling verbs, like, you know, a verb. So a verb will get in a battle and forget that he's actually battling somebody and just be talking about other shit. He'd be like, point something out in the room and like rhyme about that shit. He'd be like, lamp, stamp, flamp, like, what? Where we over here? You you over there talking that shit? That's what Math did. Math for weeks, for months, he's been talking shit about every battle rapper that won't take him. Geechee takes him and he he cleans him up. He I, I want to give Math around, but the issue that I have with Math is I know that he's a nice guy. Like he he just seems like a dude that's like you know what? Like you meet this guy in person, he's probably one of the nicest people in the world. But once he gets on a mic, he just disrespectful. He just Fuck y'all, fuck y'all. And, and that's cool if that's your persona in battle rap. But the thing is, it, it's starting to go from battle rap to just how he does interviews and how he does his own like YouTube channel. And he just, he comes off as a hater. And it's like, yo, why? Why are you always hating? You hate shit that don't even need to be hated on. Like, you didn't even battle that nigga. And you hating on him battling. Then he brings other people and like some of his friends into like this barbershop that they have on YouTube. And then they be talking shit about battle rappers. Like, yo, like, if they that bad, why the fuck won't they take you? Why the fuck will they not take you? I need to understand why in the fuck you talking about niggas who won't take you and it's supposed to be because you can battle them and you can beat them. But then when you look at their catalog and the people that they've lost to, it's like, nigga, what? What? Straight up. No, we can't do that. That's not right. Get the fuck out of here. So moving, (laughs) moving right along from that, when it comes to news, man, honestly, I'm so sick of talking about COVID and news and updates every week. I'm going to just reach out to headlines because... It doesn't even make logical sense to even get into like the actual shit when it comes to this. So a Montana governor who ended the mask mandate in February test positive for covid. Now, I would go into detail, but this is what the fuck you get. Um, Apparently, the governor has to self-isolate for 10 days in accordance with public health guidelines and his doctor's recommendations. So he got his first Pfizer dose four days before his positive test result, which came the day after he attended Easter Sunday services at a church. Here's the thing. Um, I, I hate talking about COVID at this point because it's like, yo, like, y'all clearly ain't getting the shit. Just because you got the shot at this point does not mean you're cleared. Like, it's not like a booster where you go to the doctor, you get a shot and you just go about your day. Nah, nigga, that's not how that works. So as of Monday, like the U.S. had registered over 79,000 new coronavirus infections. This is the shit I was talking about earlier about my job. I'm not trying to go in that bitch and somebody's like, hey, yo, we need to quarantine for 14 days because you're not going to be able to tell me shit. You're like, wait, you, you got to have us in the office. Somebody comes in contact with somebody and then we got to come back. You know, we got to go back home for 14 days and do the same shit we could have been doing. But. No, people got to go to brunch. People got to hang out with their friends. They got to kiki and laugh out in public. There's Imagine 10 years ago. 10 years ago, none of this shit existed. Like you had Twitter and stuff like that, but you didn't have the ability to just talk freely on Clubhouse or tweet at your, you know, wits end in 2010. You could, but nobody really did. It was just new. Facebook, nobody was fucking with that. You have influencers out here faking it to make it. They out here acting like they're on vacation and shit. These are photos they took eight fucking months ago in the middle of COVID. But they're like, hey, we got to put up, a, you know, we got to put up a front. And now you got a governor. And he got my name, Governor Greg Giaforte of Montana. He catches COVID. 
And then he goes to church on Easter Sunday like shit ain't happened. Went and got the first vaccine and then went to church. He was like, hey, I got the first one, so it's cool. It's not. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, come on, man. This is just the dumbest fucking shit ever. Like, anyways, next on this docket, bro, it's, it's fucking insane. Um, there's a new report that suggests that Florida undercounted the COVID-19 deaths by thousands. Um, that is pretty much telling everybody that Florida's already been a piece of shit, but they continue to be a piece of shit because it's fucking Florida. Um, I don't want to be angry about it, but Ron DeSantis and the state of Florida are under fire because apparently they published research this month saying that they didn't have as many people die from COVID. Newsflash, they did. But what else do you expect from Florida? It is what it is. And there's there's not much more we can say about that to be completely transparent here. But I mean, what what, what the fuck is new? And water is wet. But in in nigga what news i i I have to make a segment nigga what that's the new segment nigga what and nigga what news diddy um you know the reason why i have as many followers as i have on twitter and I'm, i'm not popular by any means um i had tweeted diddy years ago and i said like he was the reason that biggie died and i regretted it because i was like yo, i don't know i don't know the backdrop it was just me tweeting and not only, I won't say it went viral, but people were like retweeting the shit, liking the stuff at the time. And somehow it got back to him. He probably don't even remember this because who else has said this in the past 10 fucking years, but whatever. Um, Diddy, however, he tweets, we're done letting corporations manipulate our culture into believing incremental progress is acceptable action. If you love us, pay us. Here's my letter to corporate America. Now, I'm not reading you this fucking letter. The reason why I will not read this letter is because Diddy is corporate America. How many artists from Bad Boy or people in general has this nigga not paid? Like ever. <laughs> like there are people right now that are dead and still ain't getting paid. Their families ain't getting paid. Biggie, like Faith drop an album every fucking five years because she has to. I remember the fucking the Bad Boy reunion. May still ain't got paid for that shit. 112 out here, they, they couldn't even do the verses properly because they doing it on a fucking blue yeti mic come come on now yo bad boy like to see what they've had and how they haven't paid artists it's like diddy you of all people the the call is coming from in the house it's coming from in the fucking house it's you i've never seen a grown-ass man talk about like how they want equality and they want everybody to get paid meanwhile he holding the checkbook he's like nah Everybody but me, though. Everybody, mm-mm, nah, nigga. You, Diddy, you got to fix you. Because you, you, you got to go, my friend. That shit, that shit is not right. Um, pay your artists. Pay your people. I, I, I'm not a fan of the way that he works, the way that he operates. Um, I, I just, let, let, me, let me, I have to read the article. Because basically he says, no longer can corporate America manipulate our community into believing that incremental processes is acceptable. Um, actually, no, fuck that. I, I can't do it. I, I can't do it. Diddy, pay your folks, man. Please. Just, what is so hard about paying us? Pay your artists, pay your workers, things like that. Now, I have more news. I'll get into that a little bit later. I just rather get into this tweet that I read. So this week in tweets is watching. There was a tweet where a guy by the name of Esses, like E-S-S-X-S. It's a woman. I'm sorry. Tweets. What are some relationship opinions that will get you this reaction? And it's a reaction of a guy being like surrounded by knives. Basically, it's a tweet saying like, you know, what is going to get you argued down? But it's just your opinion. And 
a woman said this. A lot of women are manipulative emotionally. Straight up. Yes. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Not only is it the fucking truth, but she didn't lie. AKA, it's the fucking truth. Um, the reason why <laughs> this resonated so hard is because people who were going, Twitter does this thing where you'll say something and everybody knows it's actual, like it's actual factual. It's something that has tangibles. We've seen it. You've seen it. They done seen it. It's happened and it's there. It's verified right in front of your face. And here comes Twitter trying to be contrarian where it's like, you know what? But what about the men? Nobody is talking about the fucking men right now. Huh. Like it, it'd be y'all. Yeah. Like what? Like I said about Diddy, the, the call coming from inside the house. Are y'all stupid? What the fuck is going on? Man? Like, the thing is, like, stop challenging the fucking truth. And this is no disrespect to the women in the world. It is really not. Um, there are men who are emotionally manipul- uh, manipulative. Here's the thing, though. We're talking about y'all at this very fucking moment. The tweet came from a woman and the women were going at her like she was a nigga. They were like, when we would stop pretending like saying something negative, you know, is automatically a controversial topic like this is what social media is nobody's challenging you girl very telling um you can tell you a pick me what she's a pick me because she's telling you about you this is shit y'all say every day on social media we see this shit on clubhouse why why don't men do this but then in the same room talking about yeah well you know if he ain't giving me a bag if he ain't giving me money blah 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 what the fuck you ain't got a father figure you ain't got a man like you you want niggas to give you shit but you ain't giving them nothing not a goddamn thing i don't understand this shit um maybe i've kind of aged out of twitter where i've tried to figure out things but women i'm I'm gonna just read some of the responses so one woman said women manipulative because majority of men are dogs anyway might as well get what you can from the dog yeah so my my retort to this is no women aren't manipulative because men are dogs you're manipulative because you want to be you you can't go and say the reason why you're doing this for somebody else like you you just don't have enough like tangible logic in within yourself to say you know what i want to do this i'm doing this because this is how i feel this is how i want but then tenfold when a guy asks you what do you want how do you feel why are you doing this you can't give him an answer everything is react you know a reaction to something that they did that's not fair because the minute a man does that shit it's a problem and it's not fun it's not cool and i hate having these battle of the sexes every fucking day on twitter when somebody just says you know something and the other person has to say but what about nobody said but what about this is what the fuck i meant if i meant this shit i'm gonna say it and you just gotta live with that shit if you don't want to hear it move the fuck on if it don't apply. Let it fly. Ain't that the ain't that the fucking quote people be saying and shit? I, I just don't understand, man. Like sometimes like I get to the point where I'm on Twitter and I'm like, all right, nah, niggas arguing again. Let me just go to sports. That's one thing I don't argue. I don't give a fuck if it's a man or a woman. I am not arguing you niggas down about sports music either. I, I used to do that shit. I'm like, oh, well. What was Jay's best album? Why does Nas pick out terrible beats? Why is J. Cole not one of the top five best rappers out right now? I used to do that. And then I thought about it. I was like, what the fuck for? That's my opinion. And sometimes my opinion is not going to fly on Twitter. And that's completely fine. But sometimes I'm going to get my shit off. Me at, you know, at 34, I know for a fact I can pick and choose my battles when it comes to social media. 
But social media be trying to make everything a battle. Some things are not a battle. Y'all say the shit y'all say behind these keyboards like people will not fuck y'all up. And it, it's scary because like, yo, like you realize you talk real tough. Y'all say some of the most derogatory shit to people and y'all don't want to be held accountable. But like Stone said, yo, like eventually you got to see these people out in real life. Y'all can't be in, you know, in boxes forever. Like, this is not like a cushiony pillow that you can just hide yourself in. You eventually have to come outside. I remember World Star fight clips where people were talking shit on Twitter, and the next thing you know, somebody roll up in your neighborhood. You don't want that drama. Please, just stop doing this shit. But, you know, for the girl who said that on Twitter, man, I appreciate the fact that, you know, she went and said how she felt, be it, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. She said what she felt, and that was her feeling, her emotion. So, shout out to her for getting that out. Um, everybody else who felt a way about it, that's, that's too bad, man. That, that's really, really too fucking bad. I just hope y'all understand it. The world ain't about y'all. It really fucking ain't. Um, in other news though, apparently LeBron, <laughs> this, this nigga is making a house party remake. I, I just like. I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Usually, I'm one of those type of people I try to be like, nah, like, you know, I, I just don't want to see things rehashed. But LeBron has not let me down yet. He is not. And the more he does shit, the more I appreciate this guy, not only as a man, but just like as, as somebody who's just trying to bring his culture to the, the next generations and cultures and stuff like that. And I know he's not going to fuck it up. That, that's one thing I do know. Outside of Space Jam, because that, that new Space Jam looked like some shit, but that, that is not on him. It's like nine years already too late. And at this point, they're playing catch up with a movie that's already going to be successful in the kids eyes. But me as an adult, I have my own like feelings towards the first Space Jam. And they could have left it there for that. House Party's remake is not going to be like coming to America. Talking about the one that just came out recently this year. The reason why I haven't seen coming to America is because it did not get the just due to the guy. And for me, I was not a fan of it. The same way I'm not a fan of like Lena Waithe and shit like that. I just know for a fact I'm just not going to watch the shit. I will watch the shy, but I will absolutely not watch anything Lena Waithe does. Nothing. Absolutely fucking nothing. And that's not a knock to her. I just feel like it, it, it's just not for me. And since it's not for me, I just won't watch it. But I will support what I do like of hers, though. And the same thing is happening and it's going to apply with LeBron. I won't watch Space Jam. I will watch this house party shit. Uh, but coming to America, I was like, yo, what the? No, absolutely not. It, you know, the original, it treated me so well and I can recite it to this day and I love it so much. I'm not even going to disrespect the people who enjoy it by putting my opinion in that. So, no, I, I just won't. But this house party one, I, I feel like he will do the world justice. By not only letting the newer generations enjoy what we enjoyed, I think he'll improve it a little bit. Um, Kid and Play, it had a lot of problematic things that, you know, nowadays and, you know, the 2020s, it would be it would be considered like canceled or, you know, potential to be canceled. So this one, I, all I hope is that they allow both Kid and Play, maybe even Martin, too, if they can get him there. Um, to be a part of it and you know full force that that would be really dope to see it would be nice to see movies done right that were from the past like home alone um have macaulay culkin be the father um even like a fish called wanda y'all might not know that that's probably before a lot of y'all time um trading places have like eddie be in, in some semblance of that uh, movies of the past there's ways to do them correctly it's just a matter of does Hollywood want to it's not the people who are funding it it's just 
if Hollywood and that script gets it right. And I feel like LeBron, he is definitely going to get that shit right. And I really, really, truly hope that he does. Um, before I go into more news, though, I wanted to actually touch on one other thing, um, if I can actually pull this article up. So in, in, in the job market, um, there's an article that I read on C, uh, CNBC that was saying that home prices have soared in a frenzied U.S. market drained of supply. Now, I don't know if anybody else that is listening is looking towards buying a home because the interest rates are low and things like that. My wife and I have been looking. This is absolutely right. Um, the pandemic has made people rush to buy homes. Um, we've reached out to our lender and to our realtor because we are in the hunt for a home. The issue is there's not a lot of shit out here. And people's homes, like, for example, my uncle, we were on the phone early. He's telling me that his house went up $170,000 just because of this pandemic. The value of his home went up. And he's like, oh, well, we, we haven't done any vast improvements. We've just been living in it. But this is what the market wants from our home. And they want us to move so they can move the next person in. And he's like, no, I'm going to stay put. But there are a lot of people who are downsizing right now because they're like, OK, the pandemic, I lost my job. I did this. I did this. I did this. Let me go ahead and sell mine. And I'm going to get top dollar for so people are going and getting five six hundred dollars six hundred thousand dollars for a home that's only worth 310 350 i've seen it there's a home near me that three years ago house couldn't have been more than maybe 299 to 340 right now that house is going for almost six hundred and ten thousand dollars and there's competing prices to the point where people are competing so much to stay on the market because the people who live in there they want somebody to buy it but the issue is too many people and they don't know what they like, who they want to buy that house. Because I'm sure that if you're selling, you're like, OK, I want it to be, you know, somebody who will take care of something that was our investment. I want a family to replace our family. I don't want just, you know, a guy who just wants a house or a girl who just wants a house. I want a family in here. You have to have a kid, adult, like appreciate the value of this home when we sell it to you. But there are a lot of people who just buying homes because they're tired of fucking apartments. I'm tired of apartments, but I know that. A home is a lot of work, but it's hard to fucking find a house right now. Um, the interest rate right now, I think it's at like between 3.4 and 3.6. It was at 3.2 and then it was at 3.0. I don't think it ever get below that anymore. So right now the goal is to find a house and get the fuck in there by the end of the year. That's my goal. That's both of our goals. I just hope that we find the right house. Now, when it comes to the house, I just don't know if we're going to get a starter house. You know, the starter house, like, just get a house that is comfy and cozy for you. Or do you want the house? Because I don't know where life is going to be in 40 years. I don't know if that's going to be the house that we're in forever or the house that we're in for just 10 years until our family grows. I don't know how life works anymore when it comes to homes. But I just know for a fact that in my personal opinion, I don't want to have to recoup money in order to put down on a home. And you might as well get as much as you can while the government is giving it, talking about first time homeowners and things like that. Um, but, 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 but we're going to take a break really quick. The next song is called Set Him Up by Queen Naja. Ooh, your mama's so nasty 
Naja and Ari Lennox's set him up. Um, I, honestly, the song was so smooth, I wouldn't even listen to the fucking lyrics, to be completely honest with you. I was like, hey, um, it's a vibe, so I'm a vibe to it. Um, if I was still a smoker and a drinker, then possibly I would have listened, but it was just, it was such a vibe. It don't even matter. It was that good. And Ari Lennox, she's so fucking fine. Jesus Christ. Just mm. straight up. Jesus Christ. Um, moving right along to. The, the ending portion of the news, um, not really much happened this week. And it gave me some time to actually go back into what I was going to do for Young Black and Bother and just drop in some other news. But before we get into the news portion of it, there's more so a tweet. Um, this tweet came from Bad Gal Fresh. Um, shout out to her on Twitter. She says, and I quote, cried to my boyfriend over how much I miss being friends with my ex. And rather than get mad he held and assured me he'd be a better lover and friend to me. Then went further to take the day off to be with me because he wanted to make sure I was no longer sad. God, I see your hands. Um, wow. <laughs> what? What? Like, Girl, absolutely fucking not. Absolutely fucking not. I, I, I'm just, I'm trying to understand. Like, yo, where do y'all get? <laughs> where do y'all get these ideas like do y'all just be doing and like i, I want to go viral for the day so let me say the dumbest fucking shit i can say I, i'm gonna say the dumbest shit i can say and y'all gonna have to deal with it just, pl please let me know because here's the thing as some matter of fact I, i'm gonna call someone right now I, I'm, I'm gonna call somebody right now because i have to get their personal opinion on this take because th this shit is actually hurting my heart to hear so hopefully she answers the phone. Okay, so I guess she's not there. But basically, um, when it comes to, she'll probably call back. But what, what's crazy about this tweet is the fact that you cried to your man about how much you miss your ex. Why the fuck won't you be with him then? I need you to explain why the fuck, why you with me if you're still thinking about that? Like, we should not be together. You shouldn't be with me. I shouldn't be with you. And why in the fuck are you even going through this? Right now, this shit, it just does not make logical sense to me. I need you to end this shit immediately because if you don't, I'm going to go fuck off on somebody else. Just like you trying to. Because 
him take he had to take the day off because you couldn't wrangle in your own emotions. Because you you thinking about an ex right now? You with me. What the f- Here's the thing. If you think about somebody else, I don't need to be with you. You don't need to be with me. You need to be by yourself. Not even with that nigga. Be with yourself until you figure out you. You can't be with nobody else. And I mean that because you don't deserve the happiness that you want. Let me repeat that. You don't deserve the happiness that you want. The reason why is because you have this grandiose expectation of what the fuck your happiness is supposed to be by whatever other expectations you get, either from your homegirls, your friends, Twitter, social media and stuff like that. You haven't experienced happiness because your ass ain't happy. And it's just you. The entire fucking world and everything about your your little world is a happy place, but it's only happy because it's appeasing you. And yes, in theory, that's how it's supposed to be. But the thing is, if you are making everybody in your world miserable just to make you happy, don't nobody else need to be there. Isn't that how that fucking uh, the Willy Wonka movie was? Like, he just want he wanted like everything to be there, but things he wasn't happy with then, and he knew it. He was not happy, and then that one happened. That one fucking kid. That kid happened, and next thing you know, he's happy again. He he got what the fuck he wanted, but it shouldn't take that much for something as simple as you not being able to get over your ex. Have you gone to your ex and said, "Well, wait a minute, why are you my ex? Why are you my fucking ex?" If you were my ex, then clearly there's something that was missing that you weren't giving me. So the fact that you went and got somebody completely different, somebody new, and you still focused there, you didn't go and, you know, clean house over there. You moved into a new house without taking all your old shit. Like, either take it with you to the new place or throw that shit out. You left that shit and you're still paying rent there. Stop paying rent at your old shit. Go ahead and just leave that shit. Go. Stop that. Yo, yo again... This is not a male, you know, a male versus woman thing, but a lot of y'all got to get y'all emotions in check, man. This shit is not right. That is not a way to treat people. Um, I, I just I'm trying to understand how people would do this. Um, I'm, I'm going to read this out loud to my wife so she can actually hear it because she just came out. So the, the tweet says, cry to my boyfriend over how much I miss being friends with my ex. And rather than get mad, he held and assured me that he'd be a better lover and friend to me. Then went further and took the day off work to be with me because he wanted to make sure that I was no longer sad. God, I see your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, not only is it weird as fuck, it's one of those things where it's like, did you need to do that? You, you pretty much did not. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to leave that one there, you know, because I'm sure, you know, Shannon and I will probably talk about it on one episode of Loudmouth because that's a pressing topic that a lot of people just completely fail at. And that's getting over an ex. Um, luckily, most of us have done our homework and kind of gotten over all those bridges. Um, this article kind of fucked me up the most, though, this week when it came to news and entertainment. Um, the Black Lives Matter co-founder, she received backlash because she bought a $1.5 million house in a predominantly white neighborhood. Um, Patrice Khan Coolers is once again receiving backlash after purchasing a $1.5 million home in a predominantly white L.A. neighborhood. Now, I, I, I don't know about y'all. She's dealt with a lot of shit in recent. And who else better to have this conversation with than my brother? So I'm going to call him and see what he has to say in regards to the story.
So clearly he ain't got shit to say about it either. But basically what she does is she purchases a $1.5 million home in this predominantly white L.A. neighborhood. Apparently, she created the Black Lives Matter hashtag in 2013 after George Zimmerman was acquitted in the 2012 shooting of Trayvon. The movement grew and grew. And after facing pressure, the Black Lives Matter organization revealed that it had raised $90 million in 2020. So she's been called out multiple times for people saying that she was grifting off of black tragedies now i'm not too familiar with this woman i honestly personally don't care how she gets her money that's her if she did the legwork then let her reap the benefits that's just how i feel about it however if more people are coming out more and more and these aren't just regular people these are the families families are like yo i have not seen money the residual for my child's death but you are out here buying 1.5 million dollar homes I don't even I don't care if they're in a white neighborhood. I don't care if they're in a black neighborhood. I just care at the fact that that house, not even putting a price tag on it, like I don't want to, but when I see that it's 1.5 million dollars, I'm I'm starting to question. I'm like, "Yo, like 1.5 million dollars, like did did you need that much house?" Now, nobody's saying you have all these kids, you got family. Nobody cares about none of that shit. That house is 1.5 million dollars. Are, are you why are you doing that? And where's the rest of that money going? Ninety million dollars. That one million dollars is not hurting us right now because you're doing your legwork if you're doing the legwork. But the thing is that other eighty eight point three million dollars, if you want to. I'm sorry, the eighty eight point five million dollars, whatever you want to call it. Where the fuck is that at? I don't care what you buy as a home. Where's the rest of this fucking money? Because if you were just going out here and grifting like they're saying, um, I just need to know. Where? are you putting the money according to the article it says that the racial makeup of the place that she's living i'm not going to put it out there because i don't care and i don't i wouldn't want to do that to anybody but it says the racial makeup of her town is 7313 people white um 117 african-american 35 native american 353 asian Three Pacific Islanders, 125 from other races, and 343 from two or more races. Hispanic or Latino of any race were 534 persons. Now, for us being Black Lives Matter, um, not all lives matter, please don't confuse that. Um, my issue is this. I don't give a fuck where her neighborhood is. I don't care if it's in the middle of Compton, if it's 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Where is the money, bro? What, like... She's gone. And it says that she published a book in 20, uh, 2018 titled When They Call You a Terrorist, a Black Lives Matter memoir and signed a 2020 deal with I'm sorry, a deal in 2020 with Warner Brothers TV to create programming to amplify black voices on TV streaming services. Now, if she's doing the work, I cannot fault her. What I can fault is the fact that it, it looks like you're glorifying it because you're putting it out there for the people to see it. This wasn't like some closed deal that it was just like, you know what? Yeah, um, it, it happened. But, you know, whatever. Like I bought it. She has an answer and she has an answer for a few things in the past. So people are looking like, wait a minute. She's every time money is mentioned when it comes to the Black Lives Matter organization. You just you have nothing. You don't tell us anything, but you keep going out here making these lavish ass purchases. We need you know, we need these questions answered and you're not doing it. So, um. It, it looked real dicey, man. I just I really hope that it's not what we think it is. And she's acting the way that she's acting. 
according to Twitter. But Twitter is ready to cancel anybody. If you say anything the wrong way on a Sunday, you are the fuck up out of here. Um, that, that's just that. Um, I'm saving a lot of the, the black trauma porn, if you want to call it that. All the shit that's happened in the past like week and a half, two weeks. Because I, I don't want to say it's annoying, but it's like, yo, I'm having PTSD from just seeing this shit. Um, as a black man, seeing both black men and women alike have situations happen to them, like the ones that have happened, it hurts, bro. It, it, it's, it is a shame that this stuff is happening. And it, let, let me see if I can play a clip because, wow. So I guess that that is just a it's a clip of like the background noise, but not the actual clip. So what happened was there was a police officer who well, two police officers, rather, who detained and arrested a active duty like, you know, military like person in the military. And they, they made threats at him. One made a threat and the other one. It was like training day, if you want to call it that. And it hurt me. So I'm going to let Q talk about it. So one second. What's up, Q? Yo, what's up? What is up? So you were talking to me on the solo show this week. Um, I got to the point in the show where I was talking about the racist police officer and his deputy, his co-pilot, who pulled up, spray, you know, and maced the active service member, as well as threatened him by saying he should be afraid. Um, okay. and I, I don't know how I feel about black trauma porn. And I'm, I'm honestly kind of, I don't want to say I'm annoyed. I'm tired of talking about it, bro. I think we all are. I think we all, and again, excuse you, you really, you hear, you hear my silences. Yeah, I right hear you. I hear you. I think we're all tired of it. I think that, I think that, you know, as as black people and especially our our young black young black folks there's they've all you know they're all saying what the fuck and we're tired of this shit we're tired of being killed for being black we're tired of being pulled over for driving while black all of this shit is just crazy Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's just crazy and and motherfuckers are tired of it like respect us we need to get to the point where we where we respect people as humans fuck their skin color fuck their gender oh no we're all humans why can't it be why can't it be that people respect motherfuckers as fucking humans and not worried about what race they are what color they are what gender they are who they want to fucking love like fuck all that yeah, yo, I, I I don't know anymore. Like the thing is, us as black people, it's like we're not the ones that are required to have the answers. It's these racist motherfuckers who they don't have answers, and it's like we're, we're just stuck with trying to figure the shit out. And I'm tired of being stuck trying to figure stuff out. Um, it's like yo, we know why it's happening to us, but you can't explain why you keep doing this shit. Like if you could answer because that question, they, because they because they feel privileged and. They feel that is a right that is their right 
to do this. And it's not. At the end of the day, I put, regardless of my race, regardless of my nationality, my sexual orientation, whatever, I put my pants on one leg at a time. The same way that you do. I breathe the same oxygen and air that you do. Mm. We, as, as a human, we all have needs that require us to have shelter, that require us to have food, and that require us to have clothing. Why? Why? Are, we, are, are other humans marginalized because of the color of our skin? our nationality, our parents' nationality, which we have nothing to do with. We, we don't get to choose our parents. We don't get to choose our skin color. That's It's genetics. You know? And and it, 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 it's just why, like, it, 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 is, it is so, it is so, it is, like I said, excuse my sinuses. Like, my, yeah, my allergies are kicking my ass right now. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Just I, I just want to know why. Why is all of that a fucking determination and factor of our usefulness, purpose, and in 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 this in this world, in this life that it you know on this green fucking marble, green and blue fucking marble, the third rock from the goddamn sun. Why can't we just be? Humans, fuck all and, and, and fuck all that shit. Like love and respect to each other for who we are as humans. Why is that? Us, why is that so fucking hard and so fucking difficult for people to understand, ingrain, and get in their fucking heads? I, you heard it from Q himself. Fuck all, this, fuck all this goddamn privileged shit. Because any one of us, we don't know when our expiration date is coming. We don't know. We don't know when the higher power is going to say, "You know what? Your life is over." Mm-hmm. And I and I say higher power for a for a reason. Because not all of us are Christians. Not all of us serve, you know, worship Jesus and God. Mm-hmm. But why can't we just, God damn, God damn it. Yeah. You know, I know you and I, we got to talk about this again, you know, either on Sports Desk or on YBEB. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to let you go. You know, I appreciate, you know, you calling back. I just wanted to get your take on that. You know, a couple other things we'll talk about later on. But this shit, man, it, it put me at a point where I'm like, my hand's just up. Like, my, Stop. My hand- the- okay. Unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion and I don't give a fuck opinion. I know, grew up, went to school with, or close friends with, police officers. They're the good guys. 
Like I know them. <laughs> they're not. They're, they're not the fucked up people. But why? Or when? Actually, the question is when. Mm-hmm. When is are those people who we say are there to protect and serve? You know, protect and serve. One when? job. You have one fucking job to protect my life, to protect the public. When are you going to stop? When are those that that thin blue line and shit? When are you going to stop discounting black people's lives and especially black young men? Mm -hmm. You got to include women in it too. When are you going to stop disrespecting black lives and taking us out because you want to be a dick? Or you're, or this is your way of, of getting back from your shortcomings and failings when you were growing up. Exactly, exactly. Q, like that, I'm there with you because if if it wasn't you know the the murder that happened, and we're gonna talk about that one, or the you know the military vet who was pretty much arrested spray you know, like um sprayed with mace in his face and because shit like that because he had because because his temp, because his temporary tag was in the fucking window because exactly it, it because the temp pack temp tags there are paper they print mm-hmm. that shit out to, to make them counterfeit proof q there, there was another one we were going to touch we'll touch on this in a couple days as well the one where the guy was out taking his fucking trash q taking his trash out gets arrested he went and got he went and got arrested they were looking for a white suspect his neighbor, the one that called the police, they came out and told the police, no, it was not him. He was, he's not him. That, that's not the guy. The guy that I was telling you about is a white guy. And they were like, oh, well, no, he's still going to jail. Why? For the, what? The person who For- called the fucking police is telling you it was not him. Now, I will say this. Shit like that will take the person who goes sometimes, cute, every once in a while, situation like that happened where you called the police and you were expecting it to be a civil situation can get somebody fucking killed. And when they saw the aggression and those officers, when they came and arrested the guy for taking out his fucking trash and she's like, wait, oh, no, that that's somebody that I know. That's my neighbor. He's one of us. Now, if that would have just been a regular ass black person walking down the street, they'd have stayed in the fucking house. They'd have let that shit just be. And that's stuff that we see. Day in and day out to the point where we are having movies and documentaries about shit that has happened to the point where it's like, oh, we see this in real life. We don't need to see a Lena Waithe depiction of right. black trauma and then, porn. And then also, and then also, and then also, you know, this means so much to me because I have a son. You don't need, like, you have, you're, you know, you know, you. You and Jess don't have a daughter yet. No, well, you have a daughter. You don't have a son yet. Yeah. I have a black son. And the fact that, you know, he came to me. This was just today. Got home from school. He was like, Daddy, there was a bad accident. Um, and we were all scared because we thought that, you know, we get pulled over and all this. He's seven years old. Mm. The fact that I have to have a conversation with him at seven 
about how the police and everything are are actively trying to take him out. Mm-hmm. That shit hurts. It yeah. hurts. It hurts. It hurts. I have, I have two girls. You know, I have two girls, but hearing that from him, and I could just, and all I could do was shake my head. Like yeah. I understand, son. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, because his thank you. What do, what do you do? You you tell you, you tell your son to comply with the officer, be nice to the officer. The officer don't give a fuck if you're nice or not. They're like, why are you talking to me? Why are you talking back to me? Like, oh, that, and you can't say, oh, well, I just had a bad day. That's why I killed someone. If you are nice to a cop, which you shouldn't be, you shouldn't have to be or, required to. Or, 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 oh, oh, shit, I shot him. Mm-hmm. I meant to tase him, mm-hmm. but I grabbed my gun and shot and, and, and discharged my service weapon thinking that it was a tape that think it was my taser. Exactly. A not a twenty a twenty year old boy. And I'm a, and I'm saying boy for a reason because he's twenty he was twenty Dante Wright was twenty years old. His toddler child has to now grow up without his without his or her I don't know if it's a girl girl or little boy, but his child has to now grow up without his father, without their father. His girlfriend was in the car. She is now scarred for life. Mm-hmm. Does that fucking matter to people? Mm-mm. Trauma is fucking real. Trauma is why I've tried to take my life mm-hmm. 15 times and counting. Trauma is real, and we need to start respecting it. We need to stop disrespecting mental health. With all of that shit, all, trauma is real. People trauma need- is real. And the day that we stop disrespecting people because they're not no longer afraid to express the trauma that they have gone through and don't give a fuck if, if, if that impings, impugns or endangers any career aspects that they have. I made that post on Facebook on Saturday night for a goddamn reason because mm-hmm. the spirit let me to say it. I don't care. Like, yeah, I'm in school right now to get my master's to become a principal. If I never become become a principal because, you know, my social media post tells the truth, I can I I can live with that. Mm-hmm. I can live with it because no one's going to deny me my truth. Yep, and no one can live in my truth but me. Yep. It it just sucks. We have to cue like we have to have these like these come to heart, you know, come to Jesus moments where we convene and we're talking about shit that every it seems like every ninety days it's like okay. And mind you, when I say every ninety days, it's just the shit that we see in like on Twitter that's blown up. And a lot of this right. shit cue, it's happened months ago. The shit that happened with the military vet that happened in December. 
the, the stuff that like you know a lot of these murders and, and then just and then just became public it just becomes public and the reason why it's become public is because they finally have the body cam footage we were told back in 2018 q people these cops are going to start wearing their fucking uh body vest cameras and stuff like that so we can get the real truth here's the thing you get the truth the video fucking evidence is right there and you know what you do nothing nothing is done People don't get fired. People don't get convicted because because white people and I, and I'm not saying YT people, white mm-hmm. W H I T E, white privileged people think they have the right and they have the you know to to say fuck it and you know fuck you. Your life means not a fucking mean not a fucking thing to me. Facts and. Man. And 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 I don't give a and I don't give a fuck if you, if I shoot you and you die or I do this, they don't fucking Mm-mm. care. They don't. Q. There was a, but the a... minute but the minute it happens to them, they're crying bloody murder. They're mm-hmm. crying this. All of this, sh- you know, it, 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 it is fucking frustrating. It is absolutely fucking frustrating. And and, and I, I I have. I have lost answers. I've lost answers to this. I literally like all of this shit is how I treated my former marriage. Like I don't know the answers to it anymore. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it happens. It happens. You know, shit. What the fuck can I do? Exactly. Exactly. But you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna let you go, Q, because I, I got to get the you know the tail end of the show off you know i just wanted to get your you know take on that we're going to obviously expound on that a little bit more we're going to talk on the sports desk again about Kyrie and things like that i know you got things to do this night you know i'm sorry this evening but what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna let you go because i'm gonna let these people hear what they got to hear for the little songs and everything like that but i, I appreciate you answering the call bro hey, hey man no 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 problem man. even though i feel like shit right now but i already knew why you were calling because <laughs> yeah. it's something i you know, so yeah, yeah, man. No, no problem, man. Absolutely, man. No I love problem. you, bro. I'll talk to you in a couple of days. Love you too, man. All right, all right, man. So, yeah, obviously, you know, you got Q. You know, I tried to reach Shan. She's probably on an Eddie right now. So, you know, that was potent. That was so potent. I, I want to break it up a little bit because that that was a lot for y'all to take in all at once. We just came from talking tweets to talking, you know, just Black Lives, man, and it, it's serious. I didn't want to make it too heavy i don't want to expound on it there are plenty of podcasts that will do that for you and he will talk about that um we've talked about it at nauseum to the point where i'm sick of talking about it it's not that i devalue these lives that we devalue these lives the thing is we're starting to lose count and once we start losing count it we start to feel like one of them where it's like okay like it's just another one another one i don't want to be desensitized because i just don't want the shit to happen I'm pretty sure you don't want it to happen. I don't want it to happen. So rather than to like harp on it too much, let me just get into some music and then we'll get about, you know, up out of here for the night. The first song I wanted to play is called Waves of Blue by Mahid Jordan. Touch your light I wanna breathe 
that was Mahid Jordan's Waves of Blue. And boy, that, w- that was a banger to me. That was definitely a dope, if you want to call it that. Um, the next song that I wanted to play is called Wolves by Coda the Friend. First quarter, we attacking the basket. I'm living life in the moment, cause it's ashes to ashes. I got the rent focus. I'm in competition with self, doing my best with the hand I was dealt. I make a fire and I fan it myself. Weekend in Ibiza, took a holiday in Durban Sent my blessings to Madiba, had to hop back in my Birkin Had to re-up on my visa, adding charcoal to the furnace Turning sleepers to believers, this is real life Fork in the road, either you peel right or skirt left I ain't the same coder you first met Ready for the joker that's gon' tell me this my worst yet Before you even tweet it, I'll say thank you for the streams My son's schooling worth more than your whole future So keep those Twitter fingers going and keep on running my views up I'm never called a liar by any Anybody that knew us, I'm the number one supplier of gems, never forget I can't lose, brought up by the wolves, parted from the pack Howling at the moon, youngin' on my back, mountains in my view, coming for that food That was Wolves by Coda the Friend and Static Selector Next song is Seer by Spinall and Fireboy DML DJ Spinall Fireboy I love you fight Kung Fu But I go fight for you I got my eyes on you You got fights on you I love you die for you Ladies But I live my life for you I got my eyes on you You got fights on you Jack I love Here by Spinall and Fireboy DML. The next song is Live a Lie by GWA Duke. Nah, he ain't gonna fucking track. Yeah. Trill on the key. I can't live a lie. Hey, I can't live a lie. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 
Hey, I can't live a lie. I gotta be myself. And I'ma be the same when I get that wealth. They know you ain't about that, so stop that act, nigga. Gamble with your life and you gon' crap, nigga. Yeah, I get hard shit, but I adapt, nigga. Lame niggas left, they have my back, nigga. Mom was the only one believing me. But they was quick to call me up when they was needing me. Yeah. Never so dope, I ain't gotta lie. But I never been a host, so don't even try me. All that back and forth, I don't make a sound. But they know that they popped off when you laying down. Hey, I'm just trying to eat, nigga. Right on day tomorrow, put it on repeat, nigga. Head on the swivel, gotta stay up on my feet with it. Stay on the grind shit, I can skip a beat with it. Nah, I'm just trying to do me. Yeah. I'm just trying to do me. Nigga, I'm a country boy, but still I make that chopper ring like a know your boy. Don't try to play with me now. I done told you, but guess I gotta wake him up like some folks, boy. That was Live Alive by GWA Duke. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna get up out of here. Uh, you have been listening to another episode of the Young Black and Bother podcast. I am one of your hosts, Greg, and I'm joined by you again for another week and i am again ever so grateful to have you guys actually be a part of the platform listening to the podcast every single week we do shout out everybody so if you want to get in contact with us please feel free to like like us subscribe and then like leave some comments man if you want to leave a voice note feel free to drop it you know the links and everything in the show notes or you can just contact us on twitter if you have a voice note you can leave it at youngblackpod at gmail.com and we will play it live on the air like if you want to call in like i'll figure out a way to set it up so you can leave a voicemail and things like that man um next week there will be even more shows as usual um still bouncing back from this COVID situation so might not be as many shows as last week but you know what you're still getting content at the end of the day i think we just dropped 318 with loudmouth stereo on monday so feel free to you know have a day with that um i'm gonna leave y'all with saying rest in peace dmx one of the greatest uh, earl simmons um i'm sure he's a part of the family for me in some shape fashion or something like that um meant a lot to the world, man. It just hurt to, you know, have him go, but I'm glad he's in a better place than we are now. So with that, we will see you. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, it is you who wakes me up every day. And I am forever grateful for your love. This is why I pray. You let me touch so many people and it's all for the good. I influenced so many children, I never thought that I would. And I couldn't take credit for the love they get, because it all comes from you, Lord. I'm just the one that's giving it. And when it seems like the pressure gets to be too much, I take time out and pray, and ask that you be my crutch. Lord, I am not perfect by a long shot. I confess to you daily. But I work hard every day, and I hope that you hear me. In my heart, I mean well, but if you'll help me to grow, then what I have in my heart will begin to show. And when I get going, I'm not looking back for nothing, because I will know where I'm headed, and I'm so tired of the suffering. I stand before you, a weakened version of your reflection. 
begging for direction, for my soul needs resurrection. I don't deserve what you've given me, but you never took it from me, because I am grateful, and I use it, and I do not worship money. If what you want from me is to bring your children to you, my regret is only having one life to do it, instead of two. Amen. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. (laughs) 